Blog Talk Radio. In my helmet, cleats, and shoulder pads. Standing in the huddle, listening to the call. Fans going crazy for the boys of fall. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the fifth quarter with Coach Johnson. I'm your host, Dave Johnson. We've got a good show for you tonight. We always talk about a lot of different things, a lot of different uh, types of sports, probably no different than that. Um, I know uh, this past weekend, one league, uh, WNFC, I guess it's called, uh, wrapped up their, their season with the uh, championship uh, between the Texas League Spartans and the Utah Falcons. I actually got to watch a lot of that game. Really wasn't the kind of game I expected, but nevertheless, it's a pretty good game. A field full of mistakes and turnovers I would have never expected from from those two teams. But uh, Texas Lee Sparks ended up, I think, winning 19 to 14, I believe it was. Um, you know, it's um, you get down to that to that last game. I don't know, it just seemed like things happened. And, you know, uncharacteristic of both teams, I'd imagine, probably didn't turn it over as much all year as they probably turned it over in the last game there. Um, Texas Leeds Park, they just way too, way too good to, uh, I mean, they turned it over a bunch. They lost the turnover battle still, still won that game. I mean, I, I, I felt like they were going to, Went at the whole game, even though they were way behind. Utah just couldn't, couldn't seem to get a whole lot going on offensively, and you know that that's a tough deal. The the Sparks man, they're they're loaded with talent and players, and uh, you know at times they look really really good, like nobody could stop them, and in a penalty or you know a dumb mistake, something like that seemed to seemed to be the thing that would turn over and tip Utah in the game, but then Utah's inability to, to move the ball sort of hurt them, I believe. You know, they run that triple option type offense. And they just never could get it going. I, I don't see how they could but anybody's going to run the ball on, on Texas Lee Spark on the edges with the speed and and the players they got. So uh, it was a closer game than I imagined it would be. I picked the uh, Spartans to win it, but it was way, way closer than I ever imagined. So uh, congratulations to them. Um, all the playoffs 
are set now, our championship games, I mean. I know that uh, the Detroit Dark Angels come from uh, 14 down to beat the Pittsburgh Passion in overtime. Uh, watched just a little bit of that game. I know when uh, we quit watching it, it was like 21-7. And uh, the Emperor said, let's see what happens. She turned it over uh, just in time to uh, find that uh, Detroit was kicking the extra point to win it in overtime. Uh, and I, like I said, they come from 14 now uh, to to win that. I know the Boston team beat the Divas pretty good. Uh, Looks like they beat them real easy. I know the uh, Orlando team, they they won. They uh, they were down early. They were down 8 uh Then they come back and and won that game pretty easily as well. So I think if I'm not mistaken, they uh, they play a, a team out of Mississippi for the Division Three. Um, I know the Detroit Dark Angels are going to play the St. Louis Slam, I believe, for Division Two. Not sure who the number one, who the uh, Division One opponent is out of the West that's going to take on Boston. But I'm here to tell you, they got a tough task ahead of them. I can see you that. Um, so. And then uh, in our in our league, USWFL, the Tri City Thunder's going to take on the uh, Hampton Road Lady Gators for the Iron Woman Championship. And then the Keystone Assault is going to take on the Washington Prodigy uh, for the Division Two Championship. I'm not sure. I know that the WFA's uh, championship games and stuff are the same weekend. As ours, which theirs would be the 12th, 13th, 14th. Ours is just the 13th and 14th with the All-Star game being on Sunday. I'm not sure of their lineup. I believe they're playing in Colorado, and uh, we're playing in Bluff City, Tennessee. Uh, that's where the championships are supposed to be hosted this year. So, uh, you know, it's less than less than two weeks away until the until women's football is it's coming to a close. I, I know it. I say it every week. It seems like we just started. It seemed like we were just couldn't wait to get started, and now it's all gone. You know, half the year, I mean, six full months. We're in the seventh month of the year, and, uh, you know, it, we these next six months will really drag by because we don't have a whole lot going on. And uh, so... You know that we're we're saddened about that. I know a lot of players are are happy. They you know got some rehabbing to do. They don't want to miss any more football. And, uh, you know that's a that's a big key in all of sports uh, is is injuries. And uh, you know in in women's football when you don't have as many players as, as a lot of these others, it can devastate you. You know I mean. We've lost uh, three, three, I think, for the year. Had some others, uh, you know, fell out. And it, it's tough. You know, I know another team that has had 11 or 12 injuries and five or six out for the year. And, uh, it's a tough thing to come back from. I, I can promise you that. Uh, to, keep, to keep rolling and keep the goals in place when you're Losing key players, man, it, it, it's tough. When you don't have 50 
uh, like a lot of these teams do, or even 35 or whatever the number may be. It, it gets really, really uh, tough, you know, to to keep competing at the level that you want to. So, that, you know, it's, it's sad to see, you know, come to close, but again, a lot of these girls are really uh, ready to uh, uh, get get rehabbed and get back out on the field and, and start to training and, and not miss any more football. It seems like the white season's going on. It's really hard. You know, I've seen a couple of our players that's been out for the year and, man, they're just like bummed and, you know, bummed out that they can't be out there. So, I, under, I understand. I, I broke my leg when I was in the, going to be in the eighth grade and was uh, probably – going to be the best year of my career playing football, you know, uh, so that that's, it's tough, I mean, I, I literally, uh, you know, was was going to have the best year ever up until that point and broke my leg on a bicycle, and bicycle wreck, and it just devastated me, the team, I mean, I was a playing in a small middle school. We probably didn't have 15 players. I was the best player on the team. I've been playing since I was second grade. All the other guys haven't been playing that long. And Man, you know, you're getting ready. I mean, we're literally getting ready. School just started. We're getting ready to play the very next week. Matter of fact, that day, uh, or start practicing, sorry, that day we'd been getting all of our equipment. So, when I was in middle school, you didn't practice for a couple of weeks or so, and then you started playing. So it, it's tough. I understand what they're, they're, you know, their way of thinking, but, but I'm going to say this, and, and it happens in all levels of sports. It happens in all sports, not just women's football, but in all the sports. If you don't think it don't happen, look what happened to the Golden State Warriors. I mean, you lose uh, Durant for, for almost all the playoffs. Then he comes back and plays, what, a half maybe, and tires is a key lead. Let me tell you something. That's going to be the toughest injury he ever came back from. Uh, that's what slowed Dan Marino down and ended up, uh, you know, uh, being the downfall of his career, Kobe Bryant. Uh, that is a tough, tough injury. Durant has been uh, leg, ankle, they call it foot problems, whatever, prone anyway, and, uh, then not only that, you lose Clay Thompson to torn ACL or whatever he had had to go to surgery. It's, it, it can happen, and it can devastate you, your team, morale, just just everything, you know, in you. It, it's so tough. So, you know, I'm looking forward to all these girls, not just on our team, but these other teams to get back you know, add it, get back to rehab and get that positive attitude going back home. What they, you know, they, things go on. There's always, there's always another year, you know, and that, listen, forever, I was like, man, it's been, you know, the best season I possibly ever going to have, and here it is gone. You know, I, I was that person. Uh, but then, you know, if if you do what you're supposed to, you can make it back in time uh, to play. But that, that's the thing. Yeah, that's the one thing that I will say about women's football that hurts and hurts 
film versus uh, all these other sports. For one, we don't have the technology that all these other sports, even high school stuff, have. We don't have uh, trainers, uh, just everything about it. We don't see them enough. These these women work jobs and all this. All that makes it tough. All that really hinders uh, your ability to rehab uh, like you need to and like you should. Turn that slows your, your healing process down, which makes you, you know, making it back to the field longer than than what you anticipated. So uh, maybe you know, once the season gets over here, like I said, it's less than two weeks away, and we're everybody's excited to, to be playing in those games. But sorry to uh, see it come to close. You know, a lot of teams won't take off for about six weeks and. Start back in off season conditioning and uh, things of that nature. So, look, looking forward. To, I know I'm looking forward to. Uh, I hate honestly. I hate to see it coming to the end, but I'm looking forward to to uh, having a break from it. I'm, you know, I'm going to Alaska this year to uh, in August to help work on a church up there. I've always wanted to go to Alaska. Uh, I'm going on a mission trip to help them up there. For a solid week, always wanted to go. This is a great opportunity for me. Uh, we're uh, possibly maybe going out west on a trip to Cheyenne, the Yellowstone Park. So, you know, I'm really looking forward to uh, to the time off to get back to doing some things that, that I like to do other than just work and, and football. So, uh, hate to see it come to the end, but also looking forward to the of a few weeks or months or whatever break we take or whatever the case may be. Hopefully we can be back better, uh, bigger and better than ever than, than before. You know, that's always a goal of mine is to be better than I was the year before, have a bigger team than I had the year before. Uh, so it, 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 it's, it, it's tough, and I, 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 for the life of me, I don't know how these how these big teams do it. I just, I just don't. You know, I had a guy tell me the other day that years ago he knew some uh, people within the D.C. Divas organization. They had around 70 players, but they only got 25 to practice on a regular basis. I was thinking, wow, man. I mean, you're talking about one of the elite uh, programs in uh you know, I'm getting some programs back to, but, you know, organizations within women's football, and they're only getting a third of uh, their players to practice, or 40%, however you want to call it, whatever that figure is, on a regular basis. Wow, man. Um, you know, I don't know. Uh, you know, I was so impressed by the uh, Washington this year when they told me they had 30 returning players and only six rookies. You know, I, I was really impressed with that. That's, you know, I know they get a lot of people practice. I've talked to the uh, coach and uh, several times about, you know, things they do. So it, it's definitely tough. And, and the smaller, you know, the organization is that much tougher. Uh, you really got to have a bunch of tough girls. You got to have a bunch of smart girls who know how to take care of, of their body and, 
themselves. You know, be be smart when they're not at practice. You know, I, I hear, you know, over several years ago, we didn't have very many players at all. And, and one of our uh, starting linemen actually started on both sides of the ball, you know, goes hiking and, and breaks her foot or whatever. You know, I had another one two years ago. Uh, you know, she's an outdoor person all the way and was, you know, working, uh, helping at some downriver thing, slip, you know, got a high ankle sprain and, and missed, didn't miss any games, but, you know, she definitely wasn't herself. So it, it's it's really tough. I mean, you know, it ain't like this. They get paid millions of dollars so they, uh, you know, can't do anything to sit at home or go to the gym or, or whatever. So they got jobs, got other hobbies things they like to do, so it, it's it's tough. I, I don't know uh, what the answer is. I, I ride down the road all the time, just think how how in the world does, you know, like Texas Elite Spartans, or I use them for example. I, I was riding down the road last night, and I was thinking, how in the world do they put a team together like that, keep them together, uh, and, and win championships and and football games. That's just, you know, amazing. I don't know how they do it, but, you know, I envy them because they did it. I mean, you, when they when they sub out, you can't even tell. You know, I, I heard uh, Jennifer say that, you know, on one side or maybe on both sides, but uh, at least on one side of their line, one girl had 15 years' experience, another girl had 16 years' experience. I mean, that's that's more experience than I even had playing football. You know, I have 10 years of, of playing uh, organized ball, you know, and that's that's even more than I've had. So that, that's a lot of experience right there. I mean, they've, they've seen a lot come and go. They've seen every situation. Who knows how many all different offenses they've been in to, uh, over the years to see that. I mean, the player on my team with the most experience has uh, this being the sixth year, you know, in the first year playing in an organization that didn't really learn anything. So, you know, we got two girls with pretty much five years, this being the fifth year experience. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, we're talking about 15 to 16 years worth of experience. You uh, you know, the big right tackle for the D.C. Divas, when I watched them play, I mean, that girl's a hoss, buddy. I mean, she's drawn down, um, you know, I mean, honestly, looks like a, you know, a NFL uh, type line. I think, wow, you know, I, I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, it's so it's so tough, I guess, from the areas you live in to, you know, the, the way you do your teams. I don't know how they structure theirs. I don't know, you know, if they've got incentives for them to uh, – you know, if they do this or that, you know, you come here, we're going to figure out a way to get you a bonus or something. I, I'm not sure. Uh, but, but teams like that for sure have it going on. I, I do know that. I haven't seen the Boston team play at all, but I did watch the Divas play. And, and to be honest, I just I thought the Divas were okay. I'm not taking or poking no fun at them or any, anything like that. I watched them play, I believe Tampa Bay team, 
and Tampa Bay uh, drove the ball on them, it picked off a pass or two, uh, just sort of shocked ourselves in the foot uh, as far as being able to really compete with them. And uh, I just didn't think the divas for their organization were were as good as what I imagined they would be. And uh, they went to Boston and, uh, you know, sure got it handed to them again. So they must be uh, really, really good up there. You know, I'll, I'll say this. Divas play in a really nice place. They play in an indoor facility up there that's uh, really, really nice. You know, that, that's a pretty good statement for for women's football. So. There, there's a lot goes on, you know. I'm, I'm sure a lot more to it than I could ever imagine. I know they do have those. Um, I'm not sure what they're called, them, but the USA games, it's sort of after the after the two, well, after the WFA and the USWFL championships are over, they're going to start, I think, the next week or so. So pick a team to uh, maybe go to Costa Rica. You know, I said I said it on here before about these camps and, and things of that nature. And uh, I, I mean, definitely, I, I'm I'm not going to ever take away from talent, and I don't care who it is or what team they play on or anything. But there are so many players out here that people have never heard of that just don't get the chance because they don't play on those big teams. Now, those girls on those big teams are good. Like I said, I wouldn't dare take anything away from them whatsoever. But there, there's a lot of players on a lot of other teams that probably are just as good that nobody's heard of, but because they're not a big name, they're they're not. You don't ever hear of them, or you don't ever see them get picked, or you don't ever see them get a chance. Listen, you you come if a new player comes to my team, within a few minutes, I can tell what they possibly could be. But until you put pads on, until you get out there for two or three weeks, you bust and grind and all that, you really can't tell what you have. Now, I get it. You can get the feel for it, and, and, you know, a lot of it might be, you know, knowing the, the lingo and all that stuff. There's some girls out there that can play. And I heard when they were choosing this team, you know, uh, what I – heard was, you know, over over the past, when they had that camp in, in uh, Orlando, and all these girls paid extra to try out for this team, and when it was all said and done, I'll guarantee you, I could have picked the team they would have picked before they ever picked. Now, they can act like they can say what they want, all that, it's just like coaches and everything else. If you're not a coach that knows somebody or been associated with other teams, then, then they don't know who uh, uh, who 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 is who that person is. Uh, you know, so they they go down there. I know for a fact some girls that went down there and tried out were every bit as good or better than some of the girls they chose. I know that for a fact. 
So when they go to choose this team, you know, all you hear was it's a different field, it's going to be this, it's going to be that. Lo and behold, they have a draft. So if anybody out there heard it or, or whatever, they have a draft. Well, first thing you hear is naturally they, they draft these quarterbacks. I don't I don't blame them. If, I mean, if I had the first pick, I'd be taking the best quarterback probably in the draft as well or the best running back or whatever. But every time they draft one, you'd hear them say former USA player, former this, former that. And then when you get down to the people that didn't know, they just call their names and maybe call what city they're from, never even say what team they were. Now, I'm I'm a I'm a small market team. Uh, I've always been lived in a small area. Uh, I believe in Cinderella stuff. I believe that uh, if you can play, you can play. We have a small college there in East Tennessee State University. Uh, there's been several guys that have came out there that have went on to have good careers in the NFL. You know, I believe if you can play, you can play. That That's my motto, uh, no matter where, you, where you're at. You know, I'll never forget but the clowny guy that Texas took when him and Khalil Mack were coming out of the same draft. I said right then and there, I'd take Khalil Mack any day of the week. Oh, no. Clowney's played at South Carolina. He had that big play where he blew that guy up, knocked his helmet off or whatever. I'm, I'm telling you, I still take Khalil Mack today. He played at Buffalo. It doesn't matter. Carson Wentz, you know, look look where he played. Just saying that he, all this stuff gets blown out of proportion. Uh, you know, you play a small market, you must not be this, you must not be that. And I know girls every bit is good enough to play on any of those teams. Given the equal opportunity, and I mean equal opportunity, I'm not talking about for a day or two when they don't know the plays maybe or play on a team that the plays are not, uh, you know, you don't get a playbook that's an inch stick. You know, maybe you just get a, uh, a paper that, that's got the basics. Uh, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, you know, maybe some of these girls even – their coach is, uh, you know, is is one of the coaches on that squad. I, I'm just saying, if given equal opportunity, things will be a lot different. I, I'm telling you, I, I'm not going to mention any names. I've seen players that have played the last USA team that went and uh, actually played Canada to win to win that in Canada. What I think was the first team to score on. I know girls firsthand, personally, that played on that team, and I know girls that are every bit as good or better than them. But they played at big organizations. They were names that people that the coaches knew and, and all that. So I'm I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of that at all. I, I'd like to really see it done uh, fairly. I'd like to see somebody come in that doesn't even know know these these players and and really get a a feel for what you're uh what you're wanting you know maybe uh, you know get more out there do like the nfl does and get all these guys at training camp each team they get a ton of guys well they get a hundred and only keep 53 they get a little over 100 and they go through all these guys and maybe this one don't fit this team but he does there 
I'd like to see that done with, with equal opportunity for all the players, not just the maybe the players that play for Texas. I mean, listen, I, I just said it 15 or 16 years through, it's amazing. And there's probably nothing they haven't seen. But I'm going to tell you something. Just because they've been playing that long don't mean they're better than everybody else that may not have been playing that long. I mean, I know people that's uh, been roping uh, for 50 years that ain't no better than some people I know started two years ago. So it's all in, you have to put everything in perspective. And I think that, you know, that's one, that's the one thing that over the years that I love about sports is when I was young, I, I was so poor the coach had to come and we were so poor the coach. Coaches come and got me and my brothers, hauled us to and from practice. That it didn't matter how much money your parents had or didn't have. You, if you could play, you played. And it didn't matter who you were. It didn't matter if your daddy was the mayor, your daddy was the, you know, give more money to, to this or that other. If you could play, you played. That's what I always loved about sports. Well, it don't seem to be that way here in women's football when we start talking about picking all these uh, other teams, you know, all these special teams or USA teams, whatever they call it. I don't even know. I sort of, I guess you can tell, I sort of get perturbed at it a lot because it's just not a fair. Everybody wants to talk about all this fair stuff, fair stuff. That's definitely the most unjustified thing I've ever seen is, you know, you first of all, you have a draft, and actually, you know, you go down through there and you see former USA player. And then you see down here Joe Blow playing for nowhere uh, forever. And you think you're going to give them a fire shake? Then they come up there, and the first thing, you know, the coaches already know some of the other players. They don't know them. You think they're going to get a fire shake? No. Tell you what, somebody, an, an old, uh, old cuss on there, cuss, but an old hard ass like me, I'm getting my fire shake. I don't care who you are. I will give you a fire shake. So, uh, speaking of fire shakes, let's get a girl on here that knows I'll give you a fire shake. We have Amanda Harvey on the line. Let's, let's talk to her a little bit. How about Amanda? Are you there? Hey, I'm here. Hey, uh, speaking of fire shakes, you you know all about the uh, – you've been on both sides of that where you haven't, you know, gotten a fire shake that you were, you know, just out there because maybe you didn't uh, – you, you just do whatever the maybe the coach wanted and, and uh, so yeah. you were put aside. But then you come to a team like theirs, and ours that's obviously way better than the team you were on, and you get every fire uh, stake and opportunity, opportunity that there is. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's a lot different. I mean, you know, you show up every day for practice, no matter how far you drive. And usually I was coming the farthest distance since I worked in Morristown and had to drove, you know, drive all the way west to go play football. It, it, it really got to me when the number of plays kept dwindling, but I was trying to be, you know, the team player and the positive person and just try to keep everybody, you know, hey, it's cool, it's cool, I still show up, I'm still here, it's no problem. And then, you know, when I do decide to leave and I get offered, a, you know, even a chance, 
But, you know, I show up at the first game. You were wanting me to come to the game before that even. You want me to come to the game before that, and you're like, come on with us. Come on to West Virginia. Come on, come on, come on. And I was like, no, no, no. I, you know, I was real hesitant because I was kind of afraid it would be that, you know, end up being, you know, part two of, you know, the same story. But then I get to the first practice. You put me in right away. Get to the second, first game. Even though it wasn't a lot of playing time, you feel like, here, go in there and show them what you got. And, you know, even even though the game got cut short, you told me, you're like, you were going to play the whole second half. And I couldn't count, you know, how many plays I've, I've gotten on one hand in some games. And pretty much just written off, you know. It, it just gives you it gives you a lot to think about when, when you're written off from a team and then you go to a team that, you know, puts you in right away and, and checks on you and everything. And I mean, I'm you know, I'm sold. I, I'm I'm where I'm at, and that's where I'm going to stay for a, quite a while. Well, you know, my my thing my thing is this. I know most of these girls on every team have to have to pay dues and fees and, and all that. We won't get into that, but but you know, like this USA thing, it, it costs these girls a you know, like to go to that thing up there, I think if you uh, participate, it, it's going to cost you 750 or whatever dollars. And, you know, it's the same It's the same concept that what you were in. Now, here, here's, here's my my thinking and my way of doing things. And, I, and listen, it was no disrespect to you or whatsoever. And as a matter of fact, it's what your coaches before – should have seen. I picture you more as an offensive person than I do a defensive person as soon as I seen you. And you, you know what I mean? It's just the way that, you know, I, I sort of look at people and, and sometimes, you know, I've listen, I've had girls over the years talking, oh, I, I won't play defense. I won't play defense. And I said, listen, if you want to play and you want to see the field, you want to play offense. You don't play good enough defense to, to ever see the field. Now, I I'm just a realist, you know what I'm saying, and, and I'm trying not to hurt anybody's feelings, but why, why wouldn't you, and I know the caliber of players that they had where you come from, why wouldn't you take some of these players and say, hey, you may want to play there, but I need you over here, and I'll guarantee you, you wanting to play, you would have been willing to go over there and try what they needed so you could get playing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and, and... – you know, when when the first thing you hear at practice is, you know, here, do your warm-up, do your cardio, okay, starting, stand over here, and, and you know, the rest of you just kind of line up and watch. You know, I, I never knew a single play. I knew what gaps were, and, you know, I knew the running plays that if it, you know, what if it was going through a gap, what I should do, but I never knew what a full play was. And the wordage on, on their plays was like, you know, blue 27, R8. 12. I mean, and I had no idea what any of that meant. And basically, it was a pass play to the left. And if somebody just said, "Okay, here's the playlist. Here's you know what what has to happen. Be ready in case we need you." I was I was perfectly content as a second string, you know, backup kind of person. But I never got a tackle on defense, even though I played more defense than anything else. I never got a single tackle. And you know, I still want a tackle. I still want to get that tackle, you know, in me. But you know, if I'm better suited in offense, I'd rather be where I where you know I'm better. And if I can't be good there, then you know, find me where I need to be and tell me what I need to do to be better. Because I'm 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 so open and so ready to learn that 
I feel like I was wasted for the first, you know, my first season. My second season, I was pregnant with my daughter, so I definitely got nothing out of it, except for the, you know, I did a little work with the concessions and whatnot to help them out. But that's pretty much all I learned was just, you know, here be a blocking dummy. And, you know, now it's like, okay, who's my blocking dummy? So, you know, when, once we get that all straightened out, I think it's going to be pretty good. Yeah, I, I'm, you know, every every year um, that we, we've had a team, there's never, ever been a player that we haven't um, you know, worked with as much as, uh, as we possibly could. You know, to try to get ready to play because, listen, when you're on a small team, well, let, let's just say this. I, I know a team that started with, with close to 40 players, and, and they're, they're, they've lost almost as many as they're almost as small as our team now because of injuries and people quit. So you never know who that next person up is going to be. And if, as a coach, you've been doing what you're there for over the years, when it comes time to get that next person up, you just need to fine-tune them a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Because you've put in the work at practice. You've given them reps at practice. Now, when it comes down to this time of the year, I, I can't say, you know, a person that may be third string, they're probably not going to get as many reps. You've got one game left. You, you've got to set your defenses, your offenses. You're going to do everything you can to try to get your first and maybe your second backups ready and whatever happens from there. But when you start talking a season long, you have to coach them all. And especially, now let me say this, especially if you're on a small market team, in which most of the teams around us are small market teams. And that's where over the years that we've won more games, and every time we played this team head-to-head and beating them like a drum is because our approach is so much different of how we conduct uh, our whole organization. You know, listen, I, there's there's times that, you know, every year um, I would have been glad to have you. You know, that's like when, when I was told you may be coming, hey, I was the first one to, uh, you know, I told the player, hey, you give her my number, you know. And then I was the first one. I wanted you to come to the West Virginia game just to see how we do things, you know, just to see how things are. Not necessarily to to play, but just to see how things are done, you know, and, and because we do them different. And I'm not saying we know more than everybody else, and I'm not saying we're perfect. I'm just saying this, that I believe in giving everybody a fair shot at it, um, and especially in practice, making sure that you're ready to go. Like when when we lost those two players, you stepped right in, and and we never missed a beat. Really, you know what I'm saying? Because the oh, yeah. the two two or three practices and the little bit of game playing time that you played helped you. Now, had we just, had I just said, hey, come on over here, you can sit and watch, and maybe next year you can get some playing time in. When we lost those two players, look where we'd have been then. Then we'd have right, been in I'd trouble. Yeah, so that's the difference in the way, you know, our approach is to it, and it's the same way with Zoe, you know. Um, the, same, the same approach to every player is, listen, the, the, the all-stars mm-hmm. and the 
players that have been playing forever, it's easy to coach them. I mean, they know a lot already. It, it's tough to get everybody else up to the same speed. Yeah, and, and you know, there's some players that will just pick it up and just natural athletes. And so, you know, being, being an athlete growing up, I think it helped a little bit by knowing that I needed to just clear my mind and just listen and, and, and be a sponge more or less. You know, and that's what I was kind of intending, you know, at least going to give the effort of, of absorbing everything that was being thrown at me. The, the amount of playing time that I'm, I'm getting is, is still just, I mean, I feel like I'm in a dream for most of it. And so, but just being open-minded and being, and being ready, you know, even if it, even if you mess up the first time or you mess up the first three or four times, you know, at least you got out there and did it. And my first year, I had no idea how to play football. And, you know, I was not – I wasn't in great shape. I was in – I'm in worse shape now, but I wasn't in great shape then either. So I knew I had a lot to work on, and it was just seems like it was like, oh, she's slow and sluggish, and, well, we're going to sit her over here until she figures out how to be fast. And I've never been – I've never been fast in my life. So that was something that I, you know, struggled with, was trying to prove that I could do it and, you know, Obviously, the defensive side, you have to be fast. You have to be agile. And more so on the offensive side, yeah, you got to be fast and agile, but you've got to know what you're doing, and you have to, you know, get in there and keep your feet moving. And like you were texting me and telling me you wanted me to hear that, I did hear that in my head all through practice Sunday, even though I wasn't feeling too well in the heat and everything. I was still, you know, going, oh, coach said to move my feet, move my feet, move my feet. And so – I think that really helps just, you know, having that one-on-one, even if it is a text message or it's a, you know, hearing it on, on your radio show or just, you know, a simple phone call or a few minutes after practice, it helps to just be open-minded and listen to the coach and then for the coach to be open-minded and see where you need those adjustments and everything. And, I mean, I hope this time next year, you know, I'm picked as a starter as an all-star, but not because, they're, you know, they need so many people, but because you guys see how much I've grown. And that's my goal for next year is just to grow more and more and to learn more and more to where then I can help any new person that comes to me. And I think that's what really helps an organization grow is when the people are willing to help as opposed to just talking down and just, you know, oh, this person's not that good, so we're not going to hang out with her. That's a lot. Of, that happens a lot too. And, it, it, you know, the open-mindedness needs to happen more often for sure. Well, you know what, uh, I say this all the time. You've probably never heard me say it. I've told, uh, we used to have a couple players, and all I ever heard was one play defense, one play defense, one play defense. And when we did put them in in defense, it was it was like a train wreck. They're, they're just too slow. Here, here's the bottom line. All the people, all the guys in the NFL that are playing offensive tackle, our offensive line used to be defensive line people, but they were either too slow or couldn't uh, move fast enough or couldn't drop, uh, you know, didn't have the stature to uh, to be lighter and play that way or whatever. So those are the ones that they make offensive tackles out of, or offensive linemen. I keep saying tackles, but offensive linemen. So just because somebody thinks, that they can do it doesn't mean they can. And that's where, you know, you having an open mind, really. I mean, listen, I I probably couldn't name you maybe one, two other people that I know that would go through what you went through at the other place 
and would still want to play football. And and the reason being, listen, it wasn't like you were playing on the best team in the world where you couldn't get any playing time. I mean, you were playing on a team that really wasn't that good, really didn't have a lot of players. The coaches were just distant and, you know, did certain things, coached certain players. So to have an open mind to, to just go through what you went through there and still want to play football when it's really a burden. I mean, it's a great hobby, but for somebody like you, you've got two kids, you've got a husband, both of you got jobs in different places. It takes a lot to go. I mean, it's like one of our players on our team got, you know, three or four kids of their own and adopted a couple more just because they're a great person. And Man, they, y'all have every reason not to even play. You know, I hear so many excuses all the time that y'all have so many reasons not to play, but yet you go through that and then still want to play the game is is really just unbelievable to me because, you know, it costs to play, it costs to travel, it costs to do this, but it's a great hobby, you know, and, and it, to me it's the, the ultimate team sport, uh, the greatest sport, you know, that there is, and just to be able to have an open mind and, uh, you know, Want to want to continue to play, and then you, you know when somebody tells you, "Hey, you know you should call this guy," and, and I'm sure it's no telling what you'd heard about me before and all that. But you know, just to go through all that is is really pretty amazing. And, and it it's really amazing on, on a you know on the inside looking out, you see these other players that get a lot of playing time and, you know, they don't have the same commitments that I do. But, you know, when you when you tried to play, I've tried to play football since I was six years old. I was kind of like the biggest kid in my class. And, you know, I ended up having to kind of settle for softball, which I really enjoyed and I really loved and, and made all-star teams. And, and, you know, we went to state championships and things like that. And, being a weird person of throwing right-handed and batting left-handed, it really, you know, caught the attention of people. And so I've had sports attention. It's just this was the sport that I always wanted to play, and this is the sport that I thought I could I could thrive in. But just because I was born a different gender, you know, I wasn't allowed to play. And that's a lot of it was my mom's fault. She, she was afraid that I would get hurt or cause myself to get to the point where I wouldn't be able to have children. And, you know, medically I wasn't supposed to be able to have you know, Kobe and Jordan, but I've got both of them and, and, you know, really thrilled with how things are going. And so with my first year being kind of a a learning experience is what I chalk it up to, you know, some people could say it was a flop because we didn't, we didn't win too many games, but, you know, I gained a lot of friendships and I gained a lot of knowledge. And so I kind of left it open, you know, Hey, next year will just be better. And then I ended up being pregnant. They kept me on board. And so, you know, I had the camaraderie that I was looking for, you know, just outside of having work and, and my wonderful, wonderful, amazing husband, uh, you know, he's been with me the whole time. He kind of, you know, fought me a little bit on trying to play, but he's, then he's like, you know, whatever you want to do, if this is something you need to do, we'll do it. And so I went back. I wasn't going to – he told me I shouldn't even have went back this year at all, but I went back to that, you know, first team, and I was like, let's make it work. And, 
you know, it's like everything was pulling against me to make it work it, to the point that I was ready to quit my job. And I said, you know, my family and everything has to come first. So I left that team. And when I spoke with uh, Red, you know, she's like, oh, I'll just ask Coach about it. And I was like, well, you know, don't do not do that because it's about halfway through the season. You know, it's just going to end up being another year of a washout. Let me get back into some kind of shape and maybe I can show him what I can do. And it wasn't, I guess, three hours later, I had a text message from her with a screenshot of your contact information. And so, you know, sometimes you just got to think, well, maybe the good Lord's sending me in this way and, and I need to, you know, kind of at least entertain the idea. So that's when I, it took me about eight hours to text you. And I'm not going to lie, I sat there and just kept talking to Bobby. And I, he was like, just don't burn bridges and, you know, do what you want to do. And so the more I talked to you, I was like, I've got to go. And because he's already talked to me more in this week than any other coach that I've had. I'm, I had a really great relationship with my track coach, but, you know, it was still, he was a high school teacher and he was my teacher. So, you know, I had him for about an hour and a half every day. But this is just complete, has been completely different, especially if you want to look at it as just a rec league. You know, it's, it's, it's recreational. We do it in our spare time. And, yeah, we're winning, we're winning games and, and possibilities of championships. But, you know, outside looking in, people see it as, you know, the rec league, the Sunday softball team or whatever. So, you know, it's, it means a lot. And I, talk, and I talk about it so much. And I'm sure people are so sick and tired of hearing about women's football. But, you know, we, me and uh, Jamie actually made the Rogersville page where we work in Rogersville now. And, you know, she's actually got the opportunity of being one of the football coaches for the middle school. And so, you know, we're, we're moving up in the world. And I think this is, you know, I'm on the right path. And getting everything in line and, and, you know, if I never make it into a paying position, maybe somebody will because they saw all the stuff that I went through my first year, all the stuff that the start of the second year was going to be, but then how it moved out. And, I mean, this is this has been great. I've got, you know, a bigger football family than I've ever had. I've got over 800 friends and probably 400 of them are, are football players across the world. And I'm excited about that. Well, I think you're wrong about one thing. Is nobody, uh, nobody is tired of hearing about women's football because everybody that that I know is, uh, you know, is just honestly fell, fell in love with it. You know, I, I was just uh, my brother and him had a rope in their house this past weekend, and you just wouldn't believe that all the well, I know people all over the country. I mean, everywhere. Uh, but you just wouldn't believe the people that I haven't seen in forever. You know, the first thing they say, hey, man, how's the ball team? You know, how's it going? Man, I, y'all, I can't believe y'all are that good. You know, then we, uh, my brother and him have a uh, a little cookout or whatever after the game. and uh, He's got a pool over there. We go over there and I meet this new guy from, you know, from down there to Everglades in Florida, South Florida. He's like, wow, women's football, tackle football. You know, and everybody's just so intrigued about it. If we could just ever get these people to come to the games. Listen, if I'm telling you, if I can get people just to come to a game, they're hooked. I mean, we're being here for being, uh, going to church. I've known the preacher and his wife for, for 40 years. And, uh, uh, well, they, he's the guy that actually married us. And there was, let's see, and I, he, he's been to two of our home games. Uh, yeah, he's been, to, well, he's been to both of them. We had that one-fourth about. He's been to both the home games. They'll be at the championship game. 
But him and his wife came to the first one, and then they brought, I mean, like four other people with them the last time. You know, it's it's just like um, I sat and talked to my brother about it, you know, the other day, and, and he used to coach in, in Knoxville. He's actually coached several guys that went to UT and that played in the pros. And, you know, he, he was just talking about, you know, how how far we've came as a team and, and all that, I, I'm, that's, I don't think anybody's tired of it. I just don't think there's people don't know enough about it. Um, the the one thing though that I that I'm you know sort of I guess it's a pet peeve of mine, like I talked before, is, is all these people get picked because they're former this or they're former that, and all the coaches you know you got to be somebody name coach. I, I'm I'm just telling you, all that stuff don't impress me. Honestly. It it don't impress me one bit. I'm I'm a hands on guy. I'm gonna do whatever we need to to try to win football games. Uh a playbook an inch or two thick don't mean nothing. You know, the Washington Redskins when Joe Theismann played said they had seven plays and they ran out two different formations when they won the Super Bowl. All that stuff is great if I mean, when are you ever going to use it, you know? And so, you know, my perspective is I want people to learn about women's football from just what we're teaching them here. Well, I'm not just saying in in East Tennessee, but what we're teaching across what we're trying to do is it really is from the ground up from players like yourself that are mothers that have a job that, that, you know, Jamie that has a career and, and all the girls we have have different careers and ways of life, but they love the sport. They do anything to play. They're gaining respect from the community, from people that are like, wow, you know, it's hard to believe. At this same at this same pool party, I had like young people that graduated after Ashley um, that knew that knew her and like, man, I can't believe. Ashley's played that good, you know. I, I can't believe she plays quarterback. Y'all are, y'all are this, y'all are that. So we're gaining, we're gaining ground. If we can turn all that talk into people in the stands, and I'm not just talking about it our game, I'm talking about all over the country. Um, if people, if we can get these people that are talking about it to get in the stands for these games, that's a win for women's football. Now. A lot of it is up to the, how these teams handle and conduct themselves. Now, you know that as well as I know. You've been on a different organization yep. than what this one is, and you've yep. seen a lot of teams, how they handle and conduct themselves. Hey, listen, we get out here and beat the bushes. Everybody that I talk to, I somehow make sure they know about women's football. Oh, yeah, I do, too. And being in the public, you know, working for the cable company up in town, you know, it's really easy to see the same, you know, 1,500 people come in in a month's time. And every one of them, you know, they'll, I, I, I'm one of those weird people that get my nails done. And so I, I've been kind of theming it towards the football. And, you know, they always ask me, and I always tell them, you know, one time I got it colored with our team colors, and I, I told them, I was like, well, this is my football team's colors, and, they just kind of look at me like, you know, well, who's blue and silver? And instantly they think the Dallas Cowboys, and I have to hastily correct them because that's definitely not my team. But, you know, I tell them, I'm like, no, I play for a women's team. I even have our um, team picture as my screensaver on my computer, and I can just minimize everything. I can be like, no, look, here we are. This is this is us. This is what we do. 
and we went undefeated this year and and you know that we're we're going to play for a national championship and you know there's an all-star game that I've been selected as an alternate that I could possibly set foot and play a couple plays on I said so this is the real deal and so most people instantly think lingerie ball if they never have heard of women's football and I'm like no it's full pads it's full everything we have plays we have you know procedures everything so we've got it all it's it, it's just women in the suits instead of men and you know they're all they are shocked and after we were uh posted on facebook the other day you know i went to walmart and a couple of people actually come up and they're like wow you're that girl from facebook and i said yeah they're like you're the football player and and, and they are shocked and it is shocking all and and i do you know talk about it all the time and I'm very proud to be a part of this team and definitely honored that was even allowed to be on the team this late. You know, being after you guys won, what, I come in on the fourth game, and that's where I started at. And so, you know, playing five games out of eight is, you know, more than half, but it's still, you know, I, you could have easily said, yeah, come on up, check it out. If you like it, you know, you, we'll, we'll let you be on the practice team and then you can come in next year, which is exactly what I expected and didn't expect any more. So, you know, we are moving in the right direction and, and getting everybody linked up on Facebook to where we can help each other grow. Like I've got people on the Mississippi Royalty that, you know, one girl played at my former team and, and I never got to even play with her. But, you know, I, I'd really love to go down and watch them play and just, you know, we promote each other and try to share it and that kind of stuff. And I think that's helping a lot too. But we're going to we're definitely need a little bit more you know, FaceTime with, with some crowds and stuff and, I, I just I don't know what to do to get us in the stands. You know, we 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 do a lot of stuff. You know, military night. We do we did the kids night where we had basically a block party, and you know, just getting everybody serious about coming in is definitely going to help and help us grow as a as an organization. Not as much as you know, just as a team, but it's definitely going to help getting bodies in the stands rooting on these players because it definitely feels better when you have more than just you know a couple people screaming your name. When you've got people that's, you know, cheering on Lydia that doesn't even know her or cheering on Jamie that's never heard Jamie before, you know, it, it helps. It boosts the players, and I know they have better games when they, you know, when they get reactions from their hits and everything. So I, I'd, do, I'd do anything to get us to get us more promoted. Yeah, that, that's the key. I'm, I'm telling you is, is if we can just get people there, that they will come back. Uh, that's the thing. It's just because nobody can imagine them playing. And, you know, like, for instance, like you watched that uh, Texas Elite Spartans and Utah Falcons game. I mean, man, it was like two really, really good high school teams going at it. I mean, they're huge and they're fast and, and everything about it, you know. And, and listen, I – I would never take anything away from our team. But, you know, we're in a small market. We're nowhere near that caliber of team or, you know, don't have that kind of organization or or money backing out there in the state of Texas around the Dallas area. So I would never compare us to them. But, you know, that was like watching some really, really good high school teams. You know, in Tennessee we have, I think it's 8A all the way down to 1A. You know, and and so you know they're they're like an eight eight team, and then we're somewhere down below in between there, and, and uh, that's the way it is. But I'm gonna tell you the one thing when you in our community, 
which we live in a small community, you live in a small community, most of the people do up there on our way. But I went in Taco Bell one night, and uh, I, I always wear when I'm when I'm on the weekends or or something or been at practice. Naturally, I always wear a team hat stuff like that. And uh, but when I'm out here working, I don't. And uh, I'd come in one night from a trip, and and I go in the Taco Bell there at the house, and the guy says, "Hey, man." You, you, you're the one that coaches that women's football team, ain't you? Yeah, the manager there. I said, yes, sir, I sure am. He said, well, they was just one of your players in here a little while ago. You know, and, and that just really, really made me proud because I, I've i never told this guy, you know, we've never been in there promoting ourselves. He'd just seen it on the news or in the paper or, or somewhere along the line, and Lo and behold, it was Jennifer that had been in there a little bit before me, and he recognized her, you know, then didn't recognize me. And But, you know, just just for him to to know who I was and wasn't in any kind of team gear, just, you know, in this old different color clothes versus I usually wear blue and gray. And, and you know, to be able to pick me out, and I thought, you know what, we're finally, and I told him, I said, you know what, Come to a game. He said, man, I've seen your team. I've seen this, that, and the other. I've seen you play, play, blah, blah, blah. I said, man, come to a game. You'll be amazed. That's that's the hurdle, Amanda, that, that we're all trying to get across. And when I say all, I'm, I'm, I'm including all of women's football. Yeah, now there's some teams that, that feel the stands. Don't get me wrong. There's some that feel the stands. But there are some that, just like you said, don't I mean, you know. You went to a few of the games we played out this year. Most of the games we even played on the road, we had more fans than the people did there. Yeah. Um, so that's the hurdle we're all trying to get across is to get people at the games. Here's what you're up against. You take you take high school ball is is scheduled every Friday night. Okay. You've got all these kids that play, so naturally their parents are going to come. Their parents, kin folks are going to come. You got all the kids from the school that are going to come. You got the parents of the band. You got the parents of the cheerleaders. You got teachers. You got their kids. You got all that. Well, before long, you, you got the fans. You got the stands full of fans. Okay. Oh, yeah. We play, we play on Saturday evening, Saturday afternoons, or whatever you want to call it, when there's, when all, very few, we're lucky to have who, who, what parents come to help. Jared's, Karen Puckett, her parents come and have been a real help. Is anybody else's parents? I don't know that they come to games, but I'm talking about are they at practice. You know what I'm saying? We've been real fortunate to have the Sweeney's on board to help and do all that they do. Stephanie's dad. Huh? And Stephanie's dad. Yes, Steph's dad. I, what I'm saying is, is is that all these players are grown, their parents don't support them like they did those kids. Now, a lot of our players do, don't get me wrong. But all, all I'm saying is, is like, you know, when I play, my aunts and uncles and everybody else come to watch me play. You know what I'm saying? You get oh, yeah. immediate families, but you don't get the aunts and uncles. And then, you know, we don't even have cheerleaders. We do have, uh, we're fortunate that Junior's High School Band, part of them will come and play. Um, yeah. So, and then you're up against other people 
their kids play soccer or their kids play baseball. Baseball goes on forever and ever and ever and ever. <laughs> I hate baseball. It goes on forever. So you're you're up against baseball, you're up against soccer, you're up against people just not wanting to do anything. They worked hard that week. It's hard for people to to just say, Hey, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna support this football team every game. That's that's the kind of stuff we're up against. That's what I say. If I can get them to a game, they'll come back because yeah. they're they're amazed at what happens on the field. They just never could dream that things happen that good on the field. You know, every single team that we've played, or everybody's watched this play, says, "I cannot believe how disciplined y'all are. I cannot believe that you you understand." You know, now they don't know all of what I know, but they can't believe that, you know, your players know where to be, when to be, and all that. And I'm like, really, man, I ain't even going to get into it. But, yeah, we, we try. You know, and honestly, um, yeah. that kind of stuff, people are just so amazed with that, you know, if we can just get them there, I'm telling you, we can, we're going to gain ground. And that's what all the teams are uh, trying to get over. But here's the here's the million dollar question, Amanda. How yep. many of these teams that you know work as hard as we do to get people in the stands? You know, I, I don't I don't know what what a lot of them do, at, at you know as far as like fundraising, promoting, and whatnot. But I see every opportunity of a new person or a person I've seen as a as a moment of promotion, and I think a lot of people get kind of jaded by these. You know, big high school. Like I went to Anderson County High School in uh, Clinton, Tennessee, and and you know it, it's a football town. Everything revolved around football, 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 and I, and I and it I hated it because I couldn't be a part of that. So I was in the marching band, and so you're exactly right. We had you know the parents and the friends and of uh, the bands, and I we were in a huge band. There was probably 125 people minimum in my band. And we had the competition cheerleading team. So there was, you know, 17 to 20 cheerleaders and, you know, guy cheerleaders. I mean, we had it, we had it all. And, you know, they get jaded by the way it feels on a Friday night feel. And, and then they go to, like, one of our games or they go to, you know, a not-so-good high school team or something because I live in Hancock County now and, and the football program is growing. And you get the – you know, you get some of the kids that come from the school, but you get mostly the parents. You know, there's no band. There's no cheerleaders. And it's really hard to get people into the game. And the first game I ever went to, we went to see my nephew, and I was—I basically delivered Kobe three days later. That's how pregnant I was. And you know, I'm up in the stands and I'm screaming, hollering, you know, hey, that guy horse collared him, and or oh, you got to run, you got to block, it's a pass, and whatever, you know. And and people are looking at me like, who is this person? And you know, where did they come from? And I was like, I just, you know, really love football. Then two years later, I'm in football, and we go back to a game, and I'm wearing the jersey of my former team, and people are just kind of looking at me like, oh, okay, she's got a football jersey on. But then when, you know, this girl comes up to me who's throwing a football, you know, like one of the boys, and uh, she says, what's that football jersey from? And I tell her, you know, hey, I play for a women's team. I'm like, when you, you know, when you turn 18, you need to you need to contact me and, and come talk to me. So, Nobody in my town really knows that I play football except for maybe a couple people, you know, that's not family. So it's it's really hard to just get people to see the love and support the people who have that love. 
and to get you know get them out there just to, if nothing else support the person you know then you'll get into the team because you'll start once you meet you know Zoe or you meet Stephanie or you meet Henderson you know Henderson's got a huge personality that you see that on the field you see it with you see the love from you know Junebug she's constantly just you know she's a powerhouse and I mean everybody is and you just you're going to fall in love with the team if you just get out there and you just watch us do our job because when we go to work we go to work and when we work we work hard and even though you might you might see us you know hey they're not doing so well we're out there trying to do our best and and to do it for you know coaches and to do it for family and you know we're playing for like kids you know my daughter's age to try to have somewhere to play when they get bigger you know and we, she's even got the shirt that says future thunder and i hope i hope she wants to play but if she doesn't you know that's cool but she's at least going to have the opportunity and I, and we're going to help build that but to get bodies in the stand we got to get them to understand you know we're in the building process so you know Anderson County now has like fireworks and they come out you know all purge style at halloween i mean it's just a big to do they made the like espn news and and national news and things so it's really hard to you know get people to come back and go okay well we're just you know we're getting started here this is our fifth season this is our eighth season or something harrison county's had football for 30 40 years ever since it opened so if we can just get people to understand and come out and support us just because we're doing it or just come out and support us because, you know, maybe I lowered your cable bill a little bit. I don't know. Just come out and support me and show me that you really appreciate me as a person and that you love that I have a passion for something. So I think if we just promote a little bit more, you know, people, people will come, but we got to get them to understand, Hey, you know, this is going to be a really good game. Come out and watch it. And then, you know, the frills that happens, they'll, they'll happen. And maybe eventually we'll have fireworks at our games. I don't know. Well, you know what? I look at it like this. There's not one single player on our team that if somebody comes up and says, hey, I want to meet you, they're, they're going to take the time and shake their hand and, and, and meet them and, and be as courteous as, as they possibly can. You played so many teams. I mean, we literally had to fight our way out before. Uh, <laughs> you've seen the attitudes they have, and it ain't just the players. Yeah. It's the whole organization and the coaches and everything. And yep. you don't see that. You see what I'm saying? I mean, I can yep. literally trust not to show up at a team function and send, and send my preacher down there uh, where we go to church and know that every single person there uh, is going to be nice and polite to him when they when he walks by to shake all their hands and they're going to talk to him just as nice and courteous as, as they can if I was or I wasn't there. How many other right. team or organizations would you stake your claim on that? Uh, I mean, you know, you may have you may have a couple who who just have that respect out of you know, hey, this person come and paid their hard-earned money to, to watch us play, let's be nice. But then you got some people that just don't care that, you know, they, they I mean, the things they say in front of their own mama, uh, you know, it, it, I mean, it embarrasses me because I, I, I could never, unless I'm storytelling, I could never talk to my mama like that for sure. And, you know, when I told my dad about our Fayetteville game that we fought our way out of, basically, I, and he was kind of looked at me. He was like, "Why? Why would you do that? Because you know now you you have repercussions of life. Like if any of us, you know, got 
were fighting or anything and got arrested, we would be in Fayetteville till Tuesday because the next, you know, we we wouldn't be able to get anywhere. So there goes our jobs. There goes our stuff at the house. Like I've got three dogs I had to come back to. I got two kids. I got a husband that goes to work. So, you know, at some point you've got to put things ahead of your attitude and how you feel. Yeah, it'd make me mad if I got, you know, the crap beat out of us. But, you know, it's not the first time I've lost a game. And and I can, you know, just kind of hunker it down saying, well, I've made these mistakes and I need to, you know, do these better and everybody just needs to come together. But when you're yelling at each other on the field, that you know, there's just no respect. And there's lots of teams like that. We, and, you know, we played a couple of teams on my prior team that we, and, you know, my husband was worried if we were even going to make it out of the neighborhood, let alone make it out of the football game. And the fans running up and down the sidelines, you know, telling how they were, what the things they were going to do to us and all this other stuff, you know, it just, that's not what football is about. And, you know, if you want to be passionate about it and, and cheer your team on, do it, you know, definitely. I'm definitely a screamer. And, you know, if it, I'm, I try to enter, you know, center my inner Ric Flair and woo all the time. But, you know, you just got to do it with some kind of respect. And, and I don't know, I kind of always think about it as, you know, what would my mama say about how I talked to that person? But it's also what would my coach do to me if he caught me talking to somebody like that? Because I think you would, you know, definitely let us know when we were in the wrong and what, you know, what you thought about that. Because this is not only us, it's you. You know, this is your team, yours and Jennifer's. And this is your name out there, not just the Tri-City Thunder, not just, you know, Amanda Harvey, not just anybody else. It's it's everybody. So just the respect level has got to be higher on something like that. Well, that's part of the thing that's holding us back is teams like that doing things. like. Let me tell you something. If one of my players would have did what their player did, they, they would never, ever, ever play another down of football for me because, listen, there's no place – in, in any sport for that kind of stuff. I'm huge on rivals and, and this kind of stuff and, and that, but when you start, that that's just crazy uh, when you talk about these fans running up down the field saying what you're going to do. See, that that's the kind of hurdles that we're all up against. For, for every single thing that we do right, there's 10 others out there trying to do something wrong, and that, that bothers me, and it, it brings yeah. us all down and as a as a whole, you know, we're not in just this as one team. We're all in it with all these teams across the United States and Canada and all the women's football, not just America and all, all kinds of other countries as well. But, I mean, we're all in it together. It's, you know, but we're, everybody's so jealous and gets so mad and, you know, instead of working hard, instead of the coaches, you know, what about the coaches not doing their part by getting that girl out? You know, what about them by – just let things happen that they shouldn't. And see, it just goes deeper than that for me. But Amanda, hey, I'm gonna let you go. I appreciate you calling in, talking, giving some perspective. We got Bulldog okay. Anderson on here waiting to have a few words, and uh, hey, you can uh, continue to get to feeling better and uh, take care of the family. And I'll see you in a day or two. All right, Coach. See you. Thanks. Uh huh. Thank you. All right. There's Amanda Harvey. What about Bulldog Henderson? You there? Yes, Coach. I'm here. How y'all doing tonight? Hey, we're doing good. What about you? I'm doing good. I'm just relaxing. Had a good old oh, That's meal. good. That's good. Uh, we, you know, we're talking about you, you're fortunate that you haven't had to uh, play anywhere else. And, and uh, you know, we talk, I started the show off 
I'm just talking about women's football. Got off on this subject of, you know, of, of teams, you know, not giving everybody an opportunity to play. And, and uh, you know, you, you play here. So, I mean, you know from the get-go that, you know, giving an equal opportunity to, to see what you can do was, was the way it is here. Uh, it definitely was because, I mean, I remember when I first started, uh, when I first started off, all I did was play offense uh, on the offensive line. I didn't really play any defense. I want to say the first one or two games, I really didn't play any defense. But uh, I think uh, as the season went on, we, uh, people dropped leaving the team and uh, injuries un- for uh, whatever reason, not for whatever reason, but on bad circumstances, we had in- injuries and stuff. So it gave me the opportunity to play defense. I mean, I think – that comes with the sport when, uh, like you said, when things happen, uh, injuries or people leave the team, that opens up doors, and uh, it's up to you to take advantage of them. Well, it wasn't just that either. I mean, if you, you know, you remember correctly, I, uh, you know, back I said, hey, I want you to learn this offensive position first and foremost, and then, you know what I'm saying, it, 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 was, it was a process. I mean, you were going to be – in there, but I, I wanted you to really learn the concept of playing offense before just playing defense and, and playing both ways, and that that's the thing that, that a lot of people don't understand that, you know, you, you sort of, when you're when you're a new player, I, hate, I don't know if you rookies, but a lot of people do, when you're a new player, you know, if, if you don't fire down on something and you, you, you get into, say we would have you know, just said, oh, yeah, you're going to play defense and maybe not play offense, and then all of a sudden things happen the way they happen and you had to play defense or offense, and, and we hadn't got you ready. Look look where we'd be now. I mean, absolutely, and I'm glad you – I feel like I'm still learning every day. Every day I feel like I'm learning something new in my position. I mean, I think that comes with just, like, looking being – uh, playing against different teams and the different approaches that they bring, and the way, and I think that touches my uh, learning ability throughout my whole journey from September to now to how to have to just uh, scan the field to see what the defense is bringing. So I definitely, I mean, I'm not. I don't think I'm from where I was in September to now. So I guess the approach that you took. For me, was definitely uh, beneficial because I think I mean I'm a success project for you. Yeah, well, that, that's that's a great thing, and and you know I I just I don't know I guess just being raised the way I was. You there? And, and yeah, I'm, I'm here. You there? I'm uh, just being raised the way I was is is you know that was the one beauty about sports is nobody could buy into, you know, my talent. And I've always, you know, give every single player that we've ever had an honest-to-God opportunity and and coach them as if they were going to be the next person in, whether they were the best player or not. Because, listen, you don't know when it might happen. And that's what I, I pride myself on. And, you know, Jennifer played at another team, and she certainly understands now more than ever how how crucial things are here versus when she played there. And then, 
you know, we've got several girls that played at this other organization that they just can't believe how much things are different, the way we do things. And, uh, you know, that's that's what I want to be, you know, that's what I'm proud of is, is for, for them to say, you know, like Amanda, to, you know, to come on there and say, hey, you know, they wouldn't give me the time of day and I've come to a better team and here I am getting playing time and, you know, it would have been just like she said, easy for me to tell her, well, you come on, learn a few things, and we'll plug you in next year. But you know as well as I know that if you're on this team or you're on this roster, you're going to be playing. Especially when you're putting in the effort. I absolutely believe that. I mean, I think we, you said, like I said, I have watched you take people who couldn't even, who didn't even know the difference from offense to defense, who's, I mean, who's, in our starting line right now. I mean, so who, I mean, who, who, I don't know who else is putting in the effort or the time of day to do that. And me even not being on another team, but just even coming in this organization and looking at the way we present teams and the way we conduct ourselves when they come here versus the treatment or how, I mean, what we have experienced going to other places tells you a lot about the organization and the leadership. I mean, like I said, I want to be, it's an honor to me to be able to have people that my family and friends come there and they've been welcome at the gate and there's a, they know exactly where to go because you have an interest where you need to go, signs showing you where to go, where to pay at, and you have a locker room to go to with no hesitation that's already there waiting for you. I mean, concession stands, I mean, it's, it, I mean, it just shows the appreciation of your organization and how you feel about your team and how you feel about that day. I mean, I feel like everything that you do as a whole just shows who you are. And like I said, I never played on any other team in football. This is the first team I played on. But just what I have experienced and seen just shows, I mean, I can see how committed people are really are versus how committed – and the treatment that I have gotten since playing on the team. Well, that's what I say. You know, I'm I'm proud of that. And you get these, um, you know, people to show up to these games and they'll come back. You know, like the first game we had, uh, kids night, and they all kinds of kids and a lot of the players out there interacting with them and games for them. And you got these family members like Miss Puckett and her husband and, and the Sweeties and Lori uh, that works the gate, uh, Kevin Gregory, his family come and announce and does a great job and, and, you know, really tries to keep the crowd into it. Everywhere else we played, they didn't even have an announcer. They don't have a scoreboard work, and they don't care, man. It's just that they don't care. And, you know, it's just, well, they just downplay of, of what it is. And when somebody like us, you know, we try to do the right thing, and everybody else don't, you get crucified for it. When we're trying to help all of women's football, it just, you know, it drives me crazy. Uh, one thing I will say before I get too far is the all-star jerseys uh, came in, and, and they look awesome this year. Uh, Jennifer designed them again and did a great job with them. Uh, that's going to be a, a fun day for a, for a lot of you girls to, I know the, the main game is Saturday, but for a lot of you, girls to, to be able to uh, play in that game under a different coach and mingle with those players and, you know, for these, 
for these coaches and, and players to, to text you and call you and say, hey, man, y'all did a great job. I appreciate you, you know, for all the negative stuff we hear. That that stuff really goes a long way, but it just sort of goes to to the way we conduct our our own team is we want people uh, to be treat we want to treat people like we want to be treated, and you know, and that's uh, the the southern way, and that's being uh, having a lot of hospitality for them, and uh, you know, hold, holding our players accountable, you know. Listen, I hold our players higher higher standards than anybody. And, uh, you know, I want these other organizations to hold their players, their teams, as accountable as everybody else, you know. Make it make it personal. You come here to play, you're going to have a locker room. You're going to have water. I mean, how many times nobody even offered us water? One time they offered us water. You know, and I mean, it's like, really, we don't have a locker room. We're changing in bathrooms two hours late. It's, it's hot. I mean, it's, it's just ridiculous. And, and I want people out to. I want to treat people the way we want to be treated. And that's why you, you just said you come to our game. Everything uh, goes as smooth as it can because we're prepared for it. Hey, coach. Jessica fell off. Okay. Well, anyway, you know that's that's. Exactly the, uh, and that's exactly the way I want it to be. Is uh, you know what she said was when you come, you're you're treated right, you're treated fair. You you got at least. I mean, I know the the high, local high school where we play, they're doing a uh, the band opens a concession, and they don't have. They may have it the championship weekend, but you know they've just had snacks and drinks. But list so many places and even the places we played before they wouldn't even let us have anything in there like that so just to be able to go and get a drink a candy bar or or whatever and, and you know and enjoy a game and um see it see a good team play uh, to me is, is you know what we've worked for 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 a long time and you know what we're going to continue to work toward and, and for for the team and the league and and do things right and uh, hold hold everybody else accountable and try to make them uh, as accountable and do things right as as they possibly can. Listen, you can't make people do anything. I mean, we all know that. Uh, but you know, you you would hope they would want to do to do things right. I guess that's the proper way. You would hope they would take the uh, uh, the proper angle and and everything to do do that right so uh, that, that's one thing we pride ourselves on and for for the calls and the messages and emails and stuff we get from these players and teams that, that appreciate it hey, I, I appreciate y'all rec- uh, recognize it and uh, you know going the extra mile to, to tell us about it because there's so many people just think well they don't care well they, they just don't know how much we do care and uh, that that's just it, you know. We try to uh, try to do everything fire across the board. Just everybody don't want to be uh, ones on the board to do it. So uh, I want to thank Amanda Harvey for calling in tonight. Henderson, she must be traveling, but uh, appreciate her calling in, uh, giving us a few words. And again, um, uh, congratulations to Texas Lee Spartans. Uh, 
Uh, all the teams in the WFA are going to be playing for championships. Four teams in the USWFL, they're going to be playing for championships. And all the players that are not going to be playing for championships but made that all-star team and all those, hey, it's, it's an honor. I don't care what league you're in or where you play to make those teams to be able to play in those games. I wish they'd had something like that when I was uh, younger and played. It's a great honor. Uh, respect it. Love it. Uh, take take pride in it. Be glad you're in a sport where people actually care, no matter what league you're in, and, and uh, run with it and, and uh, be proud that, that you're playing in that game. And, again, Jennifer did a great job designing those jerseys, and uh, they come in, and I uh, can't wait to, uh, you know, get everybody their jerseys and uh, get get out there uh, for those games. So, uh, till next week, we'll see you then.